Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings, as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at North Point Young Adults and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. to be here they don't let chicken salesmen do this much and so when they do um, it's like super fun so thanks for letting the chicken salesman come and talk to you um, a little bit Um, some people ask what does a people officer do one of my jobs is to make sure everybody has eaten chick-fil-a so I, I can I start with a question I have to do a little bit of work okay is there anybody who has never had chick-fil-a I will not embarrass you. Anybody who's never had Chick-fil-A? We took a poll and nobody thought, okay, good. I had gift cards for whoever had had never Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. Hey, just, hey, just remember, you're in church, okay? Okay. Um, so there, there is one group I'd love to thank, um, and that is anybody who this may be your first time. And I know Abby thanked those people. Um, First time, good. I'm not asking you to raise your hand. Although, like, is there only two? Three? Oh, there's a lot. Oh, there's more than I got Chick-fil-A gift cards. Sorry. Um, let me make sure. I only have five. I'm sorry. And I, heard, I saw at least six hands. So, um, I really did. Like, this is a church for people who want to try church. And I'm always grateful for people who come and try church. If you're coming back or here for the first time, um, those of you, thanks so much um, for for being here. Um, And I hope tonight will be helpful. I hope that a chicken salesman can say something uh, that will help you when you walk back out those doors uh, that you could take with you and help. Um, If you don't mind, I'd love to just open in prayer. We'll jump in if that's good. So, Father, thanks for the time, and uh, I pray you would use it to help us um, meet people right where they are. Um, This is like the time where I'd love to sit down and you stand up. I'd love to shut up and you speak up and just speak to hearts and um, help them. Thank you. We love you in Christ's name. Amen. So um, you've done this series on living the dream, and and I want to personalize a little bit and ask you to think about living your dream. And I want to talk about two things that have really just helped me in my life. One is what I will call one of the biggest distractions to living your dream. And then I want to talk about, okay, if you walked out of here and said, I want to go live my dream, I want to talk about how to do it. And I literally want to give you some how-tos that you could go apply tomorrow Um, if you wanted, and try to be practical if we can. So let me start with what I think is a huge distraction to living the dream. And it kind of goes with this idea. I believe that anything in your life, and actually everything in your life will go in one of those three buckets. Anything in your life, everything in your life 
is either in your control, not in your control, or in your influence. Now, let me tell you where I learned this. Um, I was about your age. I was just starting to work with Chick-fil-A. I had a new boss. In fact, my first boss outside of college. And I was traveling with him, and we got to talking about income and promotions. And he said, you don't need to think about income. And I went, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I think about income all the time. How much I make, how much I want to make, how much I need to make, how much I need to make to pay that bill. Like, I think about income a lot. And he said, you don't need to think about income because it is not in your control. It is in my, my boss's control. He said, I control your income. I decide what you made when you came on. I decide when you get an increase. I decide when you get a promotion. He was in control of my income, and I was not. He said, now you can influence your work that would influence me, who is in control of your income, but you are not in control. What you're in control of is how you spend your income. So think about it a minute. He is in control of my income, and I'm in control of how I spend it. And I thought, okay, that was that, like I'd never literally thought about it that way. And it actually took a little bit of pressure off. And I still think about it that way. But here was the big thing. That whole in control, no control influence, what I realized is it applies to so much in my life. Now, let me give you another example. Um, I have no control on where you ate dinner tonight. None. Like zero. But I do have control over a bunch of little cards like this. That if I give you one, it could influence where you might eat dinner tomorrow night. Right? Anybody want one of these? Okay, so if you stay to the end, we'll hand them out at the end, okay? Everybody gets one, okay? And you can go have Chick-fil-A tomorrow night. Probably not tonight, I don't know. They close at 9, so if you go hurry. But I'm going to talk for two hours, so I may be late. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I want, think about this. I am in control of these cards. I am not in control of where you ate dinner tonight. I could influence where you eat dinner tomorrow night. Here's what I find, is most people, when life gets hard, they live in this bucket. They worry, they carry weights around. Now, help me, what can you do in that bucket? Nothing, what, nothing but think about it just for a little bit, because then that, you're like, ignore it, and pray. And so my encouragement, when you like get into parts of life and like you, it kind of sticky and stuck and hard, figure out what's not in your control, pray about it, and move over here and see if it doesn't help you. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to talk about living your dream from this bucket and talk about how do you do it and literally try to give you something that you could go and apply tomorrow. Okay, but to do it, I need your help, and I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit. So I know I'm like just scared. I'm not embarrassing you. You don't have to use the microphone. You, don't have to, you may have to yell at me so I can hear you. 
But what I want to do is I want to give you a scenario and ask you to think about something. So don't you imagine there's somebody in this group, okay? You might even know them, and they have no college. Now, how many of you have been to college? At least a little bit. Raise your hand. A lot of you. Okay. And great. You're going to be able to help him. Like, let's call this guy Monty just to give him a name. He's in this group. He comes almost every time. He has not been to college. He's 23 years old. He graduated from high school. Okay. He, like, had no interest in college. He didn't want to go to college. Just to make it fun, we'll say he works at a Chick-fil-A restaurant. Okay? No college. But now, all of a sudden, he wants to go to college. None of his family has been to college. If he goes to college as a student, he'll be the first person who's ever gone to college in his entire family. Now, what I want you to help me do... Some of you have been to college, most of you. If he is sitting right here and he said, would you help me? Would you give me a little bit of counsel and advice? Like, just help me. What would you tell him specifically to do between now and when he may start college next fall, a year from now? What would you tell him? Apply, okay. Say it again. Determine what you want to do. Okay, what else? Yeah, how are you going to pay for it? Okay, what else? Make a schedule of like what? What would be in the schedule? Okay, he'll study after he gets over here unless I'm misunderstanding. What else would be in the schedule? No, it's good. What would be in the schedule between now and when he started? Time management. Time management, okay. What else? And how would he decide where he's going? Research? Visits? What else? Somebody said something and I missed it. FAFSA, okay. So, you know, he's got to figure out how he's going to pay for it. Yeah, okay. What? He could pray about it. Good answer. What else? You need a good admissions essay. And can you, you can help why? Okay, what's your name? No, Kaylee. Kaylee. K? L E? Great. All right, what else would you tell? So let me ask you this. So he's got about a year, and he's got, like, what would you encourage him to look at, even like measure between now and then, so he's in best shape he could? Okay, good. Deadlines. Okay, is why, yeah. What else? Okay, yep. He does, he works at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, what else? 
What do you mean? Like a planner? Like what would be something he'd put in that planner? Okay. Good. What kind? Like give me one. Like give me one. Sorry. It's like college, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. 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 But he wants to go to college, so what would you tell him? <laughs> so I'm like, I, okay, I'm asking. I, so he would like look at deadlines. He's going to track how much money he's got. All right, let me ask you this. What problems might come up? Oh, I don't know. Oh, housing, yeah. Where to live? Going. Oh, see, there we go, yes. House, car. Okay. Any Student loans, okay. And you got to apply. Family could discourage. Oh, yeah, he may lose his job. You're right. So what else? SAT, S, okay. You would have to, yeah. And you know what? He could get a really bad score on that SAT. And then he has to take it again, and he could have to take classes. Okay, I got you now, huh? Um, he could go to community college, yeah. He could, yeah. Okay. All right. He needs a, yeah, he needs a laptop. Okay. You done good. All right. So here's my whole point. I'm going to share a seven-step message. Message process, seven-step process in how to live your dreams. And you just gave me an example of every seven steps, all seven steps. And I just asked a few questions, and I led you a little bit. But what I found is this process, you're going to look at and go, oh, that's like, yeah, that makes sense. That's simple. But when you do all seven steps, I found it works like crazy good. And I'm going to explain why I think it's crazy good in a minute, but I'm going to I want to give you all seven steps because you've got them up here. But before I do, I want you to take 60 seconds and think, what is it in your life right now that you want to go from here where you are tonight to there? What is it for you? Is it a problem you'd say, hey, somewhere out there in the future, I'd love this problem to be solved? Is it a goal? Is it an opportunity you'd love to grab? Is it a problem you want to solve? You say, I'd love to be married somewhere out there. I'd love to have a different job. I'd love to have a car. It can be like simple. It can be huge. What is that for you? And like, if you're taking notes or you got something, pull out your phone. You can even check your text message. I don't care. Like, text yourself. What is that for you? And I'm going to literally give you 30 seconds to think about it, okay? You got a question? Awesome. So, that's yours. What's your name? My name is 
Bolden? Olden. Olden. That's his. What's yours? I want you to personalize this, and when I give you seven steps, I want you to apply it a little bit, okay? I'll give you just a minute. Think about it. All right, I'm just going to give you these seven. If you got something to capture them, great. Again, my hope is they would help. And if you want to go from here to there, you want to go live your dream out there, I would encourage you the first step is you got to know present reality. Now, I told you he had no college. His family had never been to college. If he was here, we could say, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? How much money do you have? And if he had a whole lot, that's different than if he has none. How much money do you make? Because that influences financial aid. We could learn all kinds. Present reality. Then you could ask him, why do you want to go to college? Like, what do you want to do? What is your preferred future? If you want to live your dreams, the clearer you get on where you are and where you want to go, the more likely you will get there, the more effective you can be in getting there. And if Monty was here, we could say, Hey, what kind of college do you think? What do you want to study? You want to do engineering or you want to do mathematics? Like, what do you want to do out here? Okay? All right. Second, you need people. And what I mean by this one, you need people who've gone from here to there. You need people like Kaylee, who's actually written an essay. You might need a Coach, you might need a counselor. He might come to this group and say, any of you know a high school counselor? Could I talk to him? Anybody who works at a college, especially in admissions, even if he doesn't want to go to that college, just talking to him and help him. Remember, he's never been to college and no family member. If he goes home and talks to mom and dad, they don't help at all. Some of you could help. So you need people with experience. Um, next, you need a plan. This is where we're usually good. We want to do a lot of activities. Put all the activities together. You listed a ton of them. All right? Next. What I call performance measurement. Sounds more formal. It's what numbers you're going to look at. He probably ought to be looking at his bank account and what he spends. He probably ought to be looking at deadlines, as somebody said. It'd be really good to think, why do you do this and remind yourself every time? Because problems will come. Don't be surprised. They always do. Problems will come, and your why will help you. Your family may not support you. You may have to change your job. 
Another problem may be Chick-fil-A really likes you and comes to you and says, we want to promote you and you need to work 50 hours a week. And how do you work 50 hours a week now and go to school? That could be a problem. You may not do well on the SAT. And then the last one, whoever said it, I'd encourage you to pray. Just as you seek experience from people, seek wisdom from God. Okay? Seven steps to live your dream or to go from here to there, however you like saying it. And what I've found is it can really, really help. It helps the chicken salesman. I think it can help a lot of people. So think back. Your specific situation you thought about. Which one of those would best help you? Sometimes what I find when I get stuck is, like, I tend to leave this one out. I just think, I can do this. I'll figure it out. I'll just work harder. But if I just go ask somebody who has done it for counsel, it may help. Now, I've also seen this work in serious situations. Several years ago, Stacy, my wife, and I, we went to bed. We thought it was a normal night between the time we went to bed and when we ate breakfast the next morning, our son was in a psychiatric hospital. As best I can remember, I didn't know anybody who had been in a psychiatric hospital. I didn't even know what a psychiatric hospital really was. And just like he was sitting here, no idea how to go to college, I'm having no ideas what to do. I didn't know anything about this. Never heard of it. It's interesting, like I followed it. Now, let me stop right here. The minute I say psychiatric hospital, I've done it enough to know, ooh, that's heavy. I just like got everybody's attention. So let me jump way forward. Adam, my son's doing really well. He's married, got a daughter. He's doing super. So take a deep breath. Come back to me on serious because we all have this. Here's what happened. My son's in a psychiatric hospital. I went to Chick-fil-A and found some people who had had kids in psychiatric hospitals and said, what'd you do? And we found doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists and counselors. I didn't even know the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. I do now. And what'd they do? They put a plan together, a plan of therapy, a plan of exercise, a plan of medicine. We started measuring stuff I'd never even thought of. Were there problems? I could feel the rest of the evening and tell you, did we pray? You better believe it. We had one counselor who said over and over again, Cliff, you're going to be okay. Adam, this is going to be hard. It's going to take a long time. You'll make it. Stacy, you're going to get through this. He kept giving us a preferred future, even though we couldn't see it. Literally, without knowing, we watched every single step. It works on serious. All right, this is... It works on simple. My middle daughter, she was a senior in high school. She had literally killed herself to make good grades, get in a good college. She came home early in her senior year and said, you know what? I want to have fun my senior year. I want to join the track team, and I want to be on the track team with my team, with my friends. She'd never been on the track team. She said, I want to throw shot put and discus. Never thrown shot putting discus to my knowledge. Without even thinking, I said, oh, that's cool. We'll get you a coach. People. 
with expertise. The coach put a practice plan together. Plan. Started measuring how far she threw it. She improving? She throwing it further? Less? She pulled a muscle. Had to take a week off. She had a whole lot of fun. I literally watched in the simple things. It works. It works in strategic stuff, big stuff. I could tell you how Chick-fil-A, $22.5 billion, uses these steps to like move the business forward. I'll tell you a different example. My youngest daughter, Emma, has a little business. Every once in a while, she'll call me, have a question. Hey, your dad, you do this business stuff. The most recent one was, hey, I got a question about copyright laws. Who could help me? I need a lawyer. She texted me about three or four days ago and said, I sold 12 sweatshirts. Measuring sales. Here's a, I've thought about it. How long have you been doing this? Four years? Every question she's ever asked me falls into that. What do you want to do? What's your there? What's your dream? And give it a shot. Don't do it because of a chicken salesman said it, though. What I have found and most important is it's also spiritual. It's actually as best I can tell. And I am not a theologian, but as best I can tell, it's biblical. And even more important than that, as best I can study God, it's the way he works. Go with me. For God so loved the world. And it doesn't say, for God so loved the world if you. It doesn't say, for God so loved the world when you. It says, for God so loved the world present reality. It doesn't matter what you've done, what you've thought, what you, God loves you just as Kate, I forget her name, sorry, said it early. What's her name? Who's saying? Abby. Abby, right. Shoot. Kayla introduced me. Abby's it. Sorry, Abby, wherever you are. Just as Abby said, God loves you right here, right now in the present reality. And because he loves you, what did he do? He sent his son, a person. God, who became a person, who's the best example of expertise and expert. That if you believe, trust, follow his way, I'll give you eternal life. I'll give you hope. As Abby said, I'll give you goodness. I'll give you life and peace. And if you believe and trust and follow, and I give you that. You don't like just go there. You actually stay here and keep hanging out. And he actually watches us. Second Chronicles 16, 8. Listen to this verse. Let's bang that it quickly. Sorry. Listen to this. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro, back and forth, looking over the whole earth right now. Right now. Why? To show himself great. How? Through those who...
whose heart is loyal to him. If I read that and understand it as best a chicken person can, he's looking for loyalty. If I turn over to 2 Peter 1, 5, 6, and 7, it says, add to your faith knowledge, goodness, patience, self-control, godliness, care, love. If I read he's like looking for that stuff, wants to grow it in us, loves it when we portray it. And are there problems in this life even after we trust and he gives us eternal life? Absolutely. In fact, in James 1, he says when there will be problems, when there's trials. Not if, when. Count it all joy because it creates patience and perseverance. And then if you keep reading in James, you may know what it says. If you need wisdom, just ask. Just like, come talk to me. As best I can say. Now, there may be an eighth step, and if there is, one day I'll add it. But as I've thought about how do you go from here to there, how do you live your dream, there's how God does it. And what I've found, how when we work like God works, it just works. And even a chicken salesman can figure that one out. When we work like God works, it just works. My encouragement, don't do it because I said. Maybe not. Don't even do it because God said. Just try it and see what you think. Pick your dream. Pick your hope. Pick your goal. And say, I'm going to try this and see if it works. I'm going to see what God does. And what I've found is, especially with this one and this one, you either have a better shot at it or God kind of changes your mind over time and you end up with something different, better, and then you go back through it and it kind of works like unexpectedly. So if you actually texted something to yourself or took a note, what is that for you? And maybe these seven steps could help. Now, a couple quick things. What I have found for me as an old guy, anytime you introduce somebody as an elder, I, you, it's like you can't help but feel old. And when I look at y'all, you can't help but feel old. And if my wife was here, she'd say that's because you are old. So anyway, I just got a few more years than you, but what I found is this one and this one are really the hang-ups. When life gets really hard, we're just hesitant to ask for help. And problems kind of stall us and stop us and get us stuck. So what I've found is the biggest problem with a problem is that we won't come back here and ask for help. When you hit a problem, I got three thoughts. One, can y'all read sideways? <laughs> Assess it, which really means come back here because you got a new present reality. Like figure out, like what has happened, what's different? After that, adjust. Which really means come back here and I may have to talk to somebody different change my plan, or measure something different. And in a few situations, 
We need accountability. None of us like that word. So I tell you a story. At my first boss, who taught me this, um, also taught me how to do life planning. I'd never done life planning. And basically just like, what do you want to do with your life? And what are you going to do to get there? And I have loved it. And so every year I sit down and kind of revise it. And if, if I pulled them out and laid them out and let you look at them, and you went back to, let's just say, 2013, you went down to the back of page two, there's the thing about goals. And the first one would be lose 25 pounds. And I'm like, I be, I'd like commit, I'm going to do this. I get to the end of the year, I ain't lost nothing. So the next year, goal, lose 25 pounds. I get to the end of the year, I'm a little bit older, I've gained three pounds. You look at the next year, lose 25 pounds. I could do this for seven, eight, 10, 12 years in a row. I like, I couldn't lose anything. But then I found a nearby gym. And if you look at my calendar, I have like on my calendar trainer, Thomas, actually is what I write, because there's a guy named Thomas Dasta. And I meet him at a nearby gym, and he kicks my butt for 50 minutes on weights. And I hate every minute of it, but I love the 51st minute. And I love the results. It's the only thing that's helped me figure out how to lose weight. Because here's what Thomas does. He, he like shows up. And if I don't show up, I pay him anyway. Which is like, we're, that's a good thing for me. So it makes, okay, I'm going to be there. This is one of those I need accountability. And here's what he does. He shows up and he kicks my butt. He won't let me stop. He'll ask me, what'd you eat for lunch today? What'd you eat for breakfast? Did you eat fried Chick-fil-A or grilled Chick-fil-A? And I think about it every meal. He'll say, hey, I'll see you on Thursday and try to do some cardio between now and then. It is the only thing that has helped me. Every one of us have something where we need that. There's some of you, you exercise every day. You're so routine. You don't need that. All you just got to do is like, think about it. You're ready to go. But learning what that is for you in your present reality will help. So, how do you go from here to there? How do you live your dream? Think about those seven steps. See if they help. My hope tonight is that God might use it in your life in some way to make you better. Um, if you only heard anything else, it's right here. I think this is how God works. I think it's how he works in our lives. And again, when we do our work like God works, it just kind of works. And I hope you'll give this a shot and maybe it'll work for you in some way. So thanks for letting me come. I'd love to just uh, close us in prayer if I could. All right. Father, thanks. And I am grateful that you got a hundred plus people who want to show up on a Thursday night and learn a little bit about you. And I pray you'll use this time in the weeks and months ahead uh, to help them. I remember being in my 20s 
There's so many decisions that'll impact much of their life. Maybe something tonight would help. Help them be the best that they could be and help them be who you would want them to be. Thanks for the time and the group. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast. To learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website, northpoint.org slash youngadults. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. See y'all next time.